Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. I love the Bible. I particularly love this one. 1986, Zoe gave it to me. I started to read it. God started to speak to me through reading the Bible. My life began to change in all the right ways. For centuries, you see, skeptics have said the Bible's mythology, and then archaeology comes along and confirms it is historical. Opponents have attacked its teaching. They said it's primitive or outdated, but its moral and legal concepts and teachings have positively influenced society and cultures throughout the world. Its accuracy and its preservation, despite every attempt to corrupt, denigrate or destroy it, is clear testimony to the fact that the Bible is God's word, supernaturally protected by him. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. When the great Baptist preacher of old, C.H. Spurgeon, was asked in a lecture, will you at this time defend the Bible? He famously replied, you don't need to defend a lion. You just open the door and let the lion out and he will take care of himself. That's what we're trying to do. The answer to every objection against the Bible is the Bible. Read the Bible and the Bible will continue to change lives, even though it will continue to be attacked by pseudoscience and political pressures or psychology and yet it remains as true and relevant today as when it was first written and we've been saying the bible changes our lives just as it's transformed countless lives and cultures when we read it or listen to it no matter how its opponents have tried to discredit it we don't have to defend it we just say to people open it read it unleash its unstoppable supernatural truth for yourself by the way check the book of the guinness, the guinness book of records you're going to see the bible still is the world's best selling most widely distributed most translated book maybe the problem for us however in the western world is that even though we talk about the bible a lot even though we say the bible is amazing we don't necessarily read it even though we have access to other bibles so much we don't spend time learning it and inwardly digesting and sitting and meditating and seeking to obey what god has to say through this book that he says will never fail us and will never fade away see i'm not just talking about society in general there a recent study revealed the biblical illiteracy of the vast majority of people who say they were christians and that less than 15 percent of churchgoers regularly read their bibles a bible society study a few years ago commented stop and think these last 60 years have seen more translations of the bible published than ever before in africa asia and latin america men and women devour its truth like hungry people in a famine it speaks to them and they're nourished not so in Europe, where, surrounded by every kind of aid to understanding, Christians can't be bothered to give any time to the Bible. They sit in front of screens for hours every week, but don't have an hour a week for the Bible. And then they said, what are the consequences of this ignorance? Countless people sitting on churches in Sundays who can't tell their Amos from their Ezra, can't believe what Christians believe, don't know how to meet the challenges of our world, it says if the Christian inheritance of Britain collapses and it could do so in the next generation, it will be so because Christians refused to learn the importance of the Bible before it was too late. I was so challenged when I read that. A few weeks ago, we asked you to honestly answer one simple question that I believe and many studies back this up is the most important question you can be asked with regard to your personal spiritual life. Here it is. How often do you personally read the Bible for yourself. I hope you're honest about that. 
And I say for yourself, because some people like me get to read it for others or to others to prepare a talk, but I never want to be like that starving baker who's making bread for everybody else, but too busy or too hungry to stop and get my daily words from God and be full. See, none of this is to make you feel guilty about not reading the Bible too much. But week by week, we just want to encourage each other to read the Bible because that's how the Holy Spirit brings his power to change us in all the ways that we need to be changed. And through us, the world starts to change. I want to see the word of God today, what it does. And what it does, I want to focus on how it takes away my guilt. And the Holy Spirit never does that by condemning. When I read or hear what God says and how he speaks to me about what is right, how he, he might want to convict me, but he will never condemn me. He may, he may not condone what I think or say or do, but he wants to set me free to be able to live his way. And this is huge. I don't have any more guilt in my life. Not because I'm perfect, not because I've always got it right, but I don't have to go around with a trail of regrets in my life. I don't have to carry shame anymore in my life. So many people are stuck with memories from the past that they're chained to and they can't seem to erase. Others, people might have hurt you or, or they've got resentments or they've, been, they've hurt other people and now they have guilt. Did you know God does not want you going through life carrying that kind of baggage? Do you know that God wants you to be free from guilt and that's one of the reasons he's given us his word. Did you know the Bible was given so you can eradicate your guilt? Because the word of the king sets the captives free. I remember somebody I met with way back who was distraught and weeping and saying, I just feel so guilty. Like sobbing with these dry heaves. They were just kept saying, as I was kind of counselling them, I feel guilty, I feel so guilty. Nothing I could say was helping. It just seemed to make it worse, so much for my counselling skills. But then I had this prompting from the Holy Spirit and said, they said, get the Bible. And then I said, can I show you what the Bible says, what God's word says about guilt? And I showed some scriptures and some of them I'd hidden in my heart and I knew where they were and I underlined them already in my Bible because they'd spoken to me personally about my own guilt before. But 1 John 1, 8 and 9 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I memorize that verse. I need that verse. What does it mean? I love that word purify. It's a word that means cleansed like you've been rubbed with soap in the bath. When the kid's been playing out and getting all messy and filthy and muddy, God says, I'm not gonna forgive, I'm not just gonna forgive you, I'm gonna disinfect you. I'm gonna wipe every trace away of that stain. I'm gonna get rid of all the dirt in your life. And then I went to Romans 8 verse one, I memorized that one too. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation. That means zero. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will set you free from the law of sin and death. And then I gave the person the Bible. I had the person read those verses out loud. And you could see, you see God's Holy Spirit start to work in them. And this is what happens when you unleash his truth, when you speak out his truth, when you agree with his truth. And it moves away from what have I done to Wow, what Jesus has done for me. You mean all the things that I've done wrong in my life, God's not going to punish me for? No. He promised to. Look, here it is in black and white. Jesus already paid the price. He took the punishment for your sin and death and mine on the cross. Are you in him? Is he in you? If so, there's no condemnation. It says it here. How much condemnation is there? None. That's such a guilt reliever. 
I could have gone and shown where it says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, because that's the truth according to the word of truth. The word of God is a shame reducer, a regret eliminator, a sin eradicator. Nothing can work like God's word to cleanse our lives from guilt. Look a little bit closer today at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 and 26. It says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through his word. You notice that phrase, through the word. This is how we get washed. What do you think God is saying to you through that passage? What, how do you think it can happen that I take the word of God and I fill my mind with it and I actually I'm being brainwashed in a really good way because the Bible cleanses the dirt and the sin and the grit and the grime out of my life inside and out. Unleash the power of the Bible today as we look at it together and as we in, personally receive these truths that says God wants to wash my sins away. And the way that he does that is by the power of his word, spoken and received and believed in my life. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org media.